رونق و رش کے عالم یہ شادی ہے پر رونق و رش کے عالم نکاح قدیمت السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ We welcome our listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaah, to our bliss of marriage. The date today is the 3rd of Jumad al-Ukhra, 1444, corresponding to their Gregorian calendar, the 27th of December, 2022. Let's welcome our Honorable Mufti Saab. Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. بارك الله فيكم ما زيد كان جزاك الله خيرا مفتي صاحب the first question here is we are going for umrah husband and wife where should we wear the ihram from بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We welcome the listeners of Sirius FM and Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, to our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Today is the 3rd of Jumad al-Ukhra, 1444. From wherever you are, remember that there are three, four principles that you should know. When you made intention for Umrah, then there is a place called Miqat. Miqat means the boundary, the place. You can't pass there except in the state of consecration, in the state of Ihram. The hadith is authentic in Mishkat Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, Bulughul Maram, various compilations. So, for example, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi salam said, لِأَهَلِ الْمَدِينَةِ ذُلْ حُلَيْفَةِ For the people who are coming from Medina, going to Mecca for Umrah, so the Miqat, the place where they have to be in the state of Ihram, is ذُلْ حُلَيْفَةِ Nowadays, people call it Bir Ali, Abar Ali. Bir Ali, Abar Ali got nothing to do with Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. About 105-107 years ago, Ali Dafuri, so from Sudan, so he dug up boreholes and wells and all that. The people were elated, delighted, hence they called it Bir Ali Abar Ali. And, for example, the people of Yemen, Wali Ahlil Yemeni Yalamlam, like that, Nabi Salam designated few places. And that also is a miracle. So let's take an example. You as a South African husband and wife, you are going. We all know that there are no direct flights from here to Jeddah or direct flights from here to Medina Manovara. You will have to go via a certain country. So you are going from here to Cairo, Cairo to Jeddah, for example. So then either you fasten your ihram here in Johannesburg and your niyat and intention you can make there in Cairo or you can make one hour before you land there in Jeddah. So that also is fine and acceptable. Similarly, if you are going via, you're flying on Emirates and you are going now via Dubai to Jeddah, so you make your intention in Dubai or you are going on Qatar Airlines, then in Doha you make your intention. So if you feel that your transit is very short, just half an hour, one hour, it will be very tight and so forth and so on. 
So do everything from here, from Johannesburg, mashallah. You go into your ihram and so forth. You wear the towels, everything. You can't wear any underwear. But remember, you're still not in ihram. To enter into ihram, you do the following. The two rakat salat is nafil. If you read it, it's good. You don't read it, there's no sin, no nothing. Then you make intention for Umrah in any language, in Arabic. Allahumma inni uridul umrata fayassidha li wa taqabbalha minni. O Almighty Allah, I seek, I make the intention that for Umrah you make it easy for me and you accept it. And thereafter you read Labbaik, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik la sharika laka Labbaik, inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika laka. Once you've done that, you read your salat. That is better if you don't read also, it's fine. And then second one will be, you made the intention and labbaik. Now you are in the state of haram. You can't clip nails. You can't cut hair. You can't have husband-wife talk. You can't be, remember, fighting and arguing and so forth and so on. So all these are the laws of haram. So that is my suggestion to you. Another one that is associated with that, Many a time people are going and lo and behold the day of departure or one day before departure or whilst in the journey in the plane the wife, the mother, the daughter, sister they are napaki, they are hais, they are menses start. Now what? So you must remember you also must make intention. If you just go like that and you don't make intention and from Jeddah you went to Makkah without intention and then when you get park and clean and you take a ghusl, you go to Tanaim and then you make your two rakat salat there and you made and then made intention and perform Umrah, then you still have to slaughter a goat or a sheep because you made tajawuz anil miqat. You passed the miqat without the state of ihram, without the state of being in, you know, that in that state which you're supposed to be. So the point here is that it's compulsory, you must make intention. So you obviously, you won't read salat, you are in your haze, your napaki, your menses, and you just make intention, any language, ya Allah, and make intention for umrah, make it easy and accept it, and thereafter, labbaik, Allah, labbaik, and then you continue to Makkah, your three days, five days, six days, whatever, and there, you can take shower, you can take bath, you can change your clothing, you can change your underwear, all that, but you can't be using soap, you can't be using shampoo, you can't be using all this perfume and lotions and all that, and once you are 100% sure you are clean, then you take your first ghusl, your compulsory bath, and from your hotel, you just go to the Beitullah, you don't have to go out, and then you perform your Umrah, so that's the easy way out, that you should do, if you are in the state of uh, mental and you have to go into ihram so that is what you must do and I hope you'll understood it properly daughter married a Christian and he celebrated Christmas she says I feel ashamed as we brought the son up with Islamic values so you must remember that that if the male married a Christian lady 
or the daughter married a Christian male. So in both ways, you must remember that. Let's take if a daughter, somebody's daughter married, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, a non-Muslim male, whether it is a Jew, whether it is a Christian, whether it is a Hindu, whether it is a Buddhist, whether it is an atheist. So Quran Sharif teaches us, chapter 60, Surah Mumtahina, verse 10, La hunna hillullahum wa la hum And remember that it is not permissible for a Muslim lady to marry any non-Muslim man. And then, and it is not permissible for the non-Muslim man to marry the non-to marry the Muslim lady. The non-Muslim man cannot marry the Muslim lady. So this is clearly enshrined, mentioned in the Noble Quran, chapter number sixty, verse number ten. So we must be clear on that. Once the daughter does that, and then the husband is celebrating Christmas, all that, so she also become murtad and out of the fall of Islam. She's happy. She's says it's permissible and she's happy to stay with him and so forth every minute she must remember Allah Ta'ala's la'anat and curses on them and the children that will come from that union you must remember are all harami children illegitimate children the lineage will go to the mother and not to the father so that is one scenario. Second scenario, if the Muslim male, he married a Hindu, a Mushrika, or somebody like that, so Quran Karim is very clear that you, the Muslim man, you cannot marry the idol worshiper, the polytheist, until and unless they become Muslim first. Chapter number 2, and that is Surah Baqarah, and verse 221, all Allah has mentioned it clearly in the Noble Quran. Then what about when the Muslim male married a Jewess or a Christian? So in Surah 5, verse 5, Allah Ta'ala mentions it. But remember, we find already in the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and some Sahaba like Huzaifa bin Yaman, Mughira bin Shoba radiallahu and they were married to a Jewess or a Christian. He told them, divorce them. They asked, is it not permissible? He said, I'm telling you, divorce them. Then he gave reasons. He said that what will happen to our Muslim ladies if we give you blanket permission for this? One. Two, if you just apply logic and common sense in this day and this age, if hypothetically for argument's sake we allow you the muslim man to marry the jewess the christian you're going to have children from her how will she bring up the children she'll make your children into christian and jews so remember and today majority of them are not devoted dedicated jews or christians they'll bring wine swine alcohol all that in your house they will bring the crucifix in your house they'll bring the star of david in your house so how can you allow this if you want an academic fatwa Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi now is Rahimahullah Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus so he said that one word and one sentence which I mentioned last week Rajulun Dhu Himma Yuhyil Umma if you have one person and he has determination and he has that zeal, enthusiasm, and obviously tawfiq min Allah ta'ala, the divine help and assistance and guidance, then he can revive an entire ummah. So remember, rajulun zuhimma yuhyil ummah. 
So in his fatawa mu'asara, which I have by me, so remember in there he discussed this masla nikahul kitabiya to marry a Jewess or Christian. One of the best fatwas I found of Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi. He said that, yes, the Qur'an has mentioned it in chapter 5, verse 5, but in this day and this age, the conditions are not fulfilled, hence the fatwa is, it's not permissible for the Muslim male to marry her. And he has said, Hazrat uh, Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib, Rahimahullah, we met both of them, Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib, Rahimahullah, and Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi, both are Rahimahullah, he wrote in his Ma'aliful Qur'an, and he wrote in Jawahirul to get married to a Jewish Christian lady is not permissible. So that is our fatwa on that issue there. And then that lady is going to celebrate Christmas and that, and your son is happy with all that, to live with a lady like this. So obviously he will lose his iman and so forth, and he must totally separate from her and have nothing to do with her. And remember, if he's happy with all these things there, then he'll be already out of the fall of Islam, that allowing all these things, encouraging all these things right under his nose. So we must be very, very careful. Today, you must remember, people just take all these things so lightly and so forth. Start from the bottom. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, his explicit verdict mentioned in Bayhaqi, Stay far, far away from the enemies of Allah during their festivals and celebrations. His fatwa is mentioned in Bayhaqi. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu three ahadith you can use. One mentioned in Abu Dawood, authentic hadith, man tashabbah biqawmin fawaminhum, whosoever imitates a people, remember is part and parcel of them. Second one, open Mustad Ahmad Mishkar Sharif, al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam said, a person will be with whomsoever he loves. So you must remember when you love the Christian celebration, festival, you participate with them, and you arrange it and then you become 100% part of them you'll be raised with the Christian non-Muslim third one that as Hadith in Musnad Abi Awana when you know people are on batil on falsehood and you go and make musharaka you go and participate with them who increases the numbers of people when they engrossed engage in batil falsehood then you part in parcel of them the hadith in Mustafa Biawana Surah 5 verse 51 Almighty Allah states Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tattakhidhul yahuda wal nasara awliya do not take the Jews and Christians to be your friends and protectors ba'dhum awliya ubad they are the friends and protectors of one another. Now look at the wa'idun shadid, the stern warning Allah is giving. When you befriend them, you like their culture, tradition, festival, celebrations, you become part and parcel of them. Surah 5, chapter 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse 51. So what is there after that? Nothing. So then a person who's doing this, he'll leave Islam totally. 
Our problem, you say you're very disappointed with your son or with your daughter. The problem with us is that we leave our children with so much money, so much free time and so forth. There's no one to supervise and monitor them. And then they get up to all this mischief. When I was in school in the 60s, certain things they taught us were very good also. And they would teach us the idle mind. You know, it's holidays now. So the teacher, the principal would say the idle mind is the devil's workshop. So this is what happens now. We left our children unsupervised, unmonitored. They do what they want to. When she comes back, our daughter comes back, Allah forbid, with a parcel, she's pregnant, or our son comes back and he is half drunk and so forth with alcohol or with drugs. Now we wake up. What happened? But we as parents have shirked our responsibilities as far as parenting goes. Chapter 66, verse 6. You must save yourself and your children from the fire. Allah Ta'ala protect us all. Muftisab, a person says that we are on holiday in Dubai and my husband is insisting to take us to celebrate the New Year's event. What response can I give to him? So same answer I just mentioned now is haram. You must remember every minute, every moment you are there. Allah's curse is on you. And remember his weakness of Iman. And if you say it's permissible, you'll go right out of the fall of Islam. Almighty Allah gave us a calendar. Make note of this, sister. Chapter 9, Surah 9, verse 36. إِنَّ عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ إِنَّ اللَّهِ إِذْنَا أَشَرَ شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ So the day Almighty Allah created the entire universe, that same day Allah prescribed and ordained, there will be 12 lunar months. So our Islamic lunar calendar is old as time itself, is from time immemorial. Juxtapose and compare this with the Gregorian calendar. What you will say today is the date. If I ask you what the date today, you will say 27th of December 2022. I say no, write it down. So you will write 2-7, then you will put slash or you put dash, and then you will put 12. But I'll object and then you put 2022. Straight away I will object. Do you know what's the meaning of December? Des, D-E-C means 10. Nov, N-O-V means 9. Oct, O-C-T means eight, and seps, S-E-P means seven, from Latin. So all these words are derived from Latin. So if this means ten, so it means the new year is first of March. So it shows they how the Christmas they made herd mentality. They fooled the millions and billions of people to say 25th of December is Christmas. And I told you a hundred times now, several occasions, in 1647, the Puritan Parliament of Britain, they banned all these Christmas celebrations and they said it's a pagan custom, nothing to do with Christianity. So when you look at the names of the months, you will know that the new year was 1st of March. Then September becomes 7, October 8, November 9, December 10. And that's what you call the Julian calendar. Then Pope Gregory came. He's a pope, but he's running around with idols. 
So he had the idol Janus. You know this guy who was in jail, the Polish guy, Janus Valus. So now he was released and all that. So his parents named him after this idol. So that's their business, got nothing to do with us. I'm just trying to show you that it's common even today in certain countries to keep the name Janus because it's very, very sacred, holy, you know, in their culture, system, religion. So obviously in Islam, we reject it, condemn it totally. So the Janus had two faces, one for virtue and one for vices. So the Pope said, no, the first man must be January to honor Janus. Then February came. February to honor another son, goddess and god and goddess and idol. They couldn't come right. So they said, make it 28 days. Then they realized still is not right. Said, okay, after every four years, we have a leap year. So we make it 29 days. So look at the inconsistency. Some months, 28, some 29, some 30, some 31. And what happens to that poor guy who was born on, you see, this year Christmas. So that in a newspaper, all it came, Christmas babies. Over 500 babies born, and most of them don't know who the father is. That is our new South Africa. That is our Viva, Viva, Freedom South Africa. Just park, park anywhere. Park in the parking, park in the loading zone, and park anywhere. Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Madam and Eve. So more and more Haramis, illegitimate children, bees are born. So what an indictment it is upon us as South Africans. Nevertheless, so what happens is that now that February, so if that guy is born on 29 February leap year, when his birthday will come? Once every four years. So your husband wants to go and celebrate something which is totally haram in Islam, got nothing to do with Islam. So, and what he wants to do, he wants to see there by Burj Khalifa how the fireworks will be, millions and billions of dollars, not dirham or rials, dollars will be spent. Five, four, three, two, one, and they all will be jumping and on the tower it will appear, 20, 23, and so forth. Every person who is responsible for that, every person who is there, Quran says, you shaitan and you shaitan's brother, Quran says that. Chapter 17, verse 27, shayatin. So how can you ever expect goodness to come? So all this absolutely haram, and you must not participate in this. And this fear, we don't say you're already out of the fall of Islam, but we will say like how the fuqaha and the jurors say, on certain actions people do, naqsha alayhimul kufr. We can fear when people participate in such events, then they will totally lose their iman and faith and conviction. Wallah wal muwafiq, Allah give tawfiq to the ummah, Allah guide us all, ira siratim mustaqim, to the right path and straight path. These are all the snares and all the uh, the, 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 the satanic tricks, you know, that the shaitan uses to lure us towards his system. Tomorrow on day of Qiyamah, he will be laughing. He knows he's going to Jahannam and Hellfire. Inni da'otukum fastajabtum li. I only invited you. 
I didn't impose it upon you, and you responded to my invitation. He will deliver his sermon, khutbatun batra. Batra, no, no praising of Allah, no salawat upon Nabi sallallahu wasallam. and then Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan will say, فَلَا Don't blame me, you blame yourself for your actions. Someone says that please tell me is today the death day of our Queen of Jannah, the beloved daughter of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you must remember the date you are mentioning if you mean that she passed away now in Jumad al-Ukhra. So you must remember then you've got your wires mixed up, my brother. So you must remember the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif that Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa passed away. Imam Bukhari brought the whole bab and chapter on wafatun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and we the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah agree on that totally this consensus. It was Monday morning and it was the month of Rabi'ul Awal and it was the 11th year of the Hijrah and it was 12th of Rabi'ul Awal. That is the demise of Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ilal rafiqil a'ala ilal rafiqil a'ala the last words of the master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam open Bukhari Sharif ma dhahikat kattu she never she never smiles Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha ay for sittati ashur for six months so ijma'an that she passed away and it was the third of Ramadan that she passed away that is Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha you counted yourself so you must remember that Habibuna sallallahu demise Rabiul Awal so now next month Rabiul Akh then Jumad al-Ula, then Jumad al-Ukhra, then Rajab, then Shaban, and then Ramadan. So that is the six months, my brother. So whoever told you third of Jumad al-Ukhra, they got their wires totally mixed up, they confused, and they're blowing your fuses. If you want, you must study and by heart and memorize the asma ur rijal wa nisa. Said to say, but we have to speak the truth. Majority of the Dalums today also have neglected the science. What the discipline it is. Ali ibn al-Madini, the great Ustad of Imam Bukhari, Rahimamullah, Imam Bukhari, Muhammad bin Ismail used to say that when I used to sit in his lesson, then mustazgartu nafsi illa inda Ali ibn al-Madini. When I should sit in his lesson, then I should think I'm a small little stream, and he is an ocean, an ocean, an ocean. I could never compare with him. So Ali ibn al-Madini, the great Ustad and Muhaddis and Ustad of Imam Bukhari, used to say, Ilmu rijal nisfu ilmil hadith to know the men and women who are mentioned remember in the chain of transmission in the sanad in the chain so that what make islam so unique you must remember that is half the hadith but today we just make today is all just you understand quantity who's worried of quality and at the end of the year have big jalsa subhanallah bihamdihi subhanallah azim we all became molvi and take big certificate and we go and finish it. If you ask them 10 hadith by heart, they don't know properly. If you ask with sanad and chain, they don't know. So I mean, how we work like that? So this is a neglected 
science and I always say I was in I was in Newcastle I mentioned it I was in Cape Town I mentioned it if you study our beloved country South Africa Hazrat Mohana Qasim Sema Rahimahullah our principal there who started Darulum in Newcastle the oldest Darulum so in 
and she just reads a lot with the nighty and what and what some of the ladies we don't say all they do that so that sometime it's see through your salat will be null and void and even if it is thick or oh, you just put a burqa and that but you I'm asking you will you consider that as respectful dress I'm asking obviously not now it's summer and people are in the holiday mood so okay they come there for the masjid for salat and then they got their bermuda on and the knees are covered and they come with a t-shirt and a skipper sleeveless or just short sleeve like that tomorrow you have a meeting with a prime minister president muslim non-muslim i'm asking you will you ever go like that i'll take you to which year let me give it to you 1990 and lo and behold the next day you must remember was eid day i was in heidelberg so I had to perform each salat and lecture and so forth. And I was studying at a varsity, you know. So then they told us that fine, you pass and thus and all that come day and what have you. So you must come and, but there's no jeans allowed and no techies allowed. This is 1990. So not speaking of prehistoric time now. We're just speaking of 30 years ago, 32 years ago. So they said, so I even wrote them a letter. I said, you know me, I don't wear all the suit and tie and that. I got this. He said, no, it's fine. You can come, but no jeans and no techies. They send that to every student. Imagine non-Muslim university. They also got certain etiquettes and so. But we going with appointment to the king of kings, almighty Allah. And we just dress manakhapla in Afrikaans, you know, elayubali in Arabic, beparwa in Urdu, you know. It shows that ta'zim, that respect for Almighty Allah, Jalla Allah, is decreasing, decreasing. Surah 22, verse 32. When you have respect and reverence for the landmarks and symbols of Almighty Allah, so that's a sign that you have taqwa, piety in your heart. So therefore, salat is valid and done, but remember is makru, and we should not be dressing like that and more so in Salat and I told you go open chapter 7 and that is Surah Araf and verse number 31 you will find the answer there Muftisab a person says my family and I are leaving to go to Palestine later today can Muftisab advise which places to visit MashaAllah I get so happy any couple any person goes to Palestine Palestine excellent so I don't know from there if you're going further on for Umrah so if you're going for Umrah then very good there's a special virtue for that as well in Aqsa Al-Mubarak you fasten a haram we did that myself my wife Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen in 2002 and remember Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Hadith reported on the authority of Ummah Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha Haqala Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam man ahalla bi hajjatin aw umratin min al-majjid al-aqsa whosoever fastens ihram from aqsa al-mubarak for umrah or hajj na is umrah so three things ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min zambi the previous sins are forgiven wa ma ta'akhar the future sins are forgiven wa wajabat lahu al-jannah inshaAllah with the mercy of Allah that person will go jannah the hadith in Abu Dawood Abdullah ibn Umar is senior Sahabi. He came from Medina and he fastened a haram day and then he went to make Umrah and so forth. 
Second one is this. You're not going to Umrah. You're just going Aqsa, Palestine. So Nabi, Ibra, Nabi Suleiman, Nabi Suleiman alayhi salatu salam, he reconstructed Masjid al-Aqsa and rebuilt it. And then he made three du'as mentioned in Sunan Nasai. Dua number one, chapter 38, verse 35. Rabbi habali mulkalla yambaghili ahadim min ba'di. O Allah, grant me such a magnificent kingdom that no one after me must get it. Fa'atahu iya, Allah gave him. Second dua he made, uwati'u hukmi hukmak. Ya Allah, whenever I pass a verdict, it must concur with your judgment. It must be according to yours. When we were in school in the 60s, well, they stole all this from us, but the Muslim doesn't know this today. Majority of them don't know. So they say when you are facing a difficult situation, you need the wisdom of Solomon to unravel this knot. It's taken from this hadith. So fafahamnaha Suleiman, the wisdom of Nabi Suleiman alayhi salatu salam. And third one, now this is to do for you, brother, sister, man al bayt, whoever comes to this masjid, masjid al-Aqsa, with no hidden agenda, no sinister ulterior motive, just to come and perform salah then you come out so pure and cleansed like the day your biological mother gave birth to you so one you go to Aqsa and you visit Aqsa inside you will find guides there and so forth look make sure you get a Muslim guide not a Jutla and a Jewish guide second one is this at the back you will get Kubba to the dome of the rock so remember that was built by Abdul Malik bin Marwan and magnificent view at night you will see it so I don't know where you're staying but if you're staying in the Hashimi hotel then give Abu Salih our salams we know him well he knows me well and tell him night time after Isha or when because it's winter now 7 o'clock everything is done quarter to 7 and so forth uh, Isha everything done and dusted the masjid is closed so 7, 8 o'clock at night tell him you want to go right on top of the hotel there, top floor, and you want to see Qubbatu Sakhra, Surah Yasin inscribed there. You will see what a magnificent view. You can take your video camera from there also. Wonderful, majestic view. Then when you at Aqsa and you're facing Qibla on the right-hand side, there's a muthaf, there's a museum there. You must go there as well. And then when you go by taxi or so, tell them to take you to Jabal Zaytun. There remembered, according to history now, Wallahu A'lam, but that's what they say. And a magnificent view from there as well, Mount Olive. So there Sayyidah Maryam radiallahu anha is buried there, according to the historians. And when you leave Aqsa, you're coming out. On your right-hand side, you will see the Maqbara graveyard. Ubada bin Samit radiallahu anhu is buried there. Jesus Sahaba. He is buried there. Umme Haram, his wife, is buried in Cyprus. Then next to him, Shaddad bin Aus radiallahu anhu is buried there. Then from there you go the other side. Make sure everywhere you hold, you can keep your passport with you. And when you come there by the border, make sure they don't stamp your passport. They must stamp the piece of paper. They know about it, but you must remind them. And in that way there, then you go to Khalil Rahman, Hebron. So there the Jutlas, they murdered our people, Baru Goldstein, La'anahullah, and Allah Ta'ala's curse be on him forever. So he murdered our people on the 16th of Ramadan 
1994 and today they have stolen our masjid they don't even allow Palestinians in that street Deshari Shuhada Shuhada street you can go as a foreigner but Palestinians can't go so anyway you must remember go and read Salat there you will see after that incident they partitioned it on the right hand side when you are facing so you will see that Nabi Ibrahim it depends on how which side you are so you must remember in the corner you will see Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam is buried there Nabi Ishaq alayhi salam is buried there Nabi Yaqub alayhi salam is buried there their honorable spouses are buried there so that's a very important place you should go to if you want you can go to Bahrul Mayyid the Dead Sea and you don't go for entertainment and swimming you go for Ibrah and you will find the lowest lowest place on earth as far as altitude فَجَعَلْنَا عَلِيَهَا سَافِلَهَا وَأَمْتَرْنَا عَلِيَهَا hijara. so remember this the nation committed sodomy they committed the crime of homosexuality the gay community Nabi Lut alayhi salam made dua against them chapter 29 verse 30 رَبِّنْ سُرْنِي عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْمُفْسِدِينَ Allah sent rain the word amtarna but not rain water like how we see sometimes when the hail comes they tell you it's like gospel like the hail comes they tell you it's like tennis ball when the punishment comes then go to Buffalo go to America 330 million people over 200 million people stuck cannot move so Allah is punishing them pummeling them and hammering them to pieces and this is just a namuna here it's just a small little example and sample you want to bully everybody you want to murder the children you want to kill the Muslims and so forth in Iraq in Afghanistan and Palestine and so forth and so on Libya Syria so one small punishment came and the whole America is finished helter skelter they gone to just go look at the images coming through the wires as they say and people are in their cars and freezing to death I've been to these places Buffalo and all that so Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Allah protect us from all these punishments so you must go there and go see Al-Bahrul Mayyid the Dead Sea and nothing can survive there the salt content is so much they got pegs there signs there this is the altitude 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 and you will see there they got their lowest portion on earth as far as altitude so go to all these places go visit the refuge I don't know how many days you got but if you can go you can go to Nablus you can go to Buhaira Tabaria Tiberias you can go to so Yafa you must there's so many places all of Palestine got places but you need to go to Lut go to this place very important when Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam descends the second time so when he comes again so between Tel Aviv Jerusalem there's a place called Lud Lam Dal there Isa alayhi salam Jesus the prophet peace be upon him will kill the Jal at Lud so make sure you go there and remember this so the Jutlas they try and hide one two signs but always the signs come back so remember these are the most important 
important places and every salat cry beg petition Allah Allah matahir al-Majid al-Aqsa min al-Yahud al-Ghasibin al-Muhtalleen Ya Allah decimate and annihilate the Jutlas the Zionists who want to steal and occupy the whole of Palestine and steal Majid al-Aqsa so that is what you should be doing take zakat money 100,000 1 million also is fine and go give all these people in the refugees you must remember whatever maximum amount you can take don't give organizations give people with your own hand so then you get a lot of chances there also you know people will exploit it so you must be very careful about that and inshallah Allah make you suffer your journey Nabi Musa salam used to make dua hadith Bukhari Sharif Muslim Sharif Ya Allah let me pass away hajarin min al-aqsa it means that just a stone's throw away you can go to Ariha Jericho there Maqam Musa is his whole lecture this you must remember so every inch of Palestine is sacred and holy so Al-Ard Al-Muqaddasa and Allah called it the holy land and so many things Al-Ard Al-Mubaraka the blessed land Allah Ta'ala read the book remember Jerusalem the key to world peace and if you know Arabic or you got somebody with you tell them to read this book Haqaiqul Qur'aniya Hawla Qadiyatil Palestiniya and must explain to you all one of the masterpieces that book Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Muftisab a person says my daughter went to UJ to the university and a person who appeared to be as a sincere Muslim a Shia made her pregnant and now he is nowhere to be seen so when we told you all 101 times 1000 times don't send your daughters there to the varsities then you all tell us we're living in the dark ages you tell us we're living in the stone age and so forth so what you expect when you put butter next to the stove then something has to happen i went now maybe i don't know exactly two months ago or went so to two months or two and a half months ago so i went there to uj and the varsities and all these things there to lecture and when I lecture, whether it be in the words or whether it be UJ or whatever you want to call it, so you must remember, I tell them the lecture is 15-20 minutes, but for you all, because you all are special people, I will sit here after the Jummah Salat, after the Sunnah Nafil, and I'll sit here for one hour. I know when I tell them one hour, they'll keep me for two hours. So they keep me there for one and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, depending how many students. I tell them that whatever is in your mind, you must ask, but don't take anybody's name. So they feel very comfortable. The last time I went to Wurz, so then after I was finished, one student walked with me. He say, you see that girl, they pointed to somebody there, so that what we know who's who in the zoo. So you must remember, I went to the father, and I told the father, I want your daughter's hand in marriage. He said, no, 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 it can't happen. And uh, why it can't happen? My daughter must finish a degree. And uh, what Nabi alayhi salam said, hadith in Tirmidhi, authentic hadith, hadith in Mishka Sharif, إِذَا خَطَبَ إِلَيْكُمْ مِمَّنْ تَرْدَوْنَ دِينَهُ وَخُلُقَهُ When someone comes to propose for your daughter, sister, niece, and sister, whatever it is, and and you are happy with the deen, he's got the correct belief, he's pious, وَخُلُقَهُ His character is good and so forth. For so we do, get them married. 
فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلْ If you don't do, تَكُنْ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَسَادٌ عَرِيذٌ There'll be mayhem, chaos on this earth. He went to the father. Father refused. Now the boy is studying. The girl is studying. Every day they meet up. So what happens? Tribal. You know, when we were very young, so we used to play cricket every day or soccer every day, depending what season and so forth. So before you start the match in cricket, they bowl, they bowl the first ball, you see. So then uh, you bat. If you get caught or you get bowled out, you're not out. That is just a tribal. So now they say, let us make tribal. You know what he told me? So this Quran in front of me. That three times already that his girlfriend, his mistress, call whatever you want. Three times already she went for abortion. Why? The father don't want to give permission. They must get 100 lashes, both parties. But that father must also get 100 lashes, remember. So in Omar's time, when the father used to do stupid things like this, then they used to whoop them also up. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam used to say, فَإِنَّ الْإِثْمَ ala abih." When the son and daughter, they commit the crime of fornication or adultery, or, then the partially, the parents also are guilty and must be punished and so forth. Go open Mishkar Sharif, you will find it there. So therefore now it's all said, now daughter is pregnant and uh, the lover and that is Shia. Don't you know Shias? We told you 101 times. Shias are kuffar. They swear, they curse Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, our mother Siddiqa, Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha. Say our mother Sayyidina Hafsa radiallahu anha. All that they do, Khomeini writes, I got his kitab, they gave me. I visited Iran, Iraq, all these places with the help and mercy of Allah. Khomeini, the kafir, la'anahullah states that you can make muta prostitution for one hour. Book to masail. So for them, it's another conquest. The more and more Sunni women they can get, they will sleep with them and they laugh. There, they were making muta all the time. And you thought he was a very good person. So who to blame? So remember, this is the advice you must give to your daughter now. Number one, you as parents must make sincere tawbah and repent and tell other people and warn them about the kufr and the blasphemy of the kuffar Shia. You must make sincere tawbah. Your daughter must make sincere tawbah. And remember, there's no talk of abortion and that once she committed zina, she must get 100 lashes, chapter 24, verse 2. And don't show them any mercy, compassion, Quran says, in the same verse. Chapter 24, verse 2. Then all are make sincere tawbah, Allah Ta'ala will forgive. Till then she gives birth, the lineage of the child will go to her. And she must make sure she keeps custody of the child. He's not interested. He had his fun in games. So that is the minimum, minimum you must do. And tell the world that Shias are 100% kuffar. And people must realize that. And I told you a hundred times, and I'll end on that. When you send your daughters to university in this day and this age, three things will happen, one of three. Either they will lose their haya, shame, and modesty. Either they will lose their virginity. Or either they will lose their iman and Islam and become murtad and leave Islam. So that is, you send them their toxic environment. There's a brothel going on there. You must remember that. I go and lecture there. So we're not blind, you know. So we're also living in this world and all these things here. So anything goes. Two boys are busy. Two girls are busy. Boy and 
Nobody's no bother about you. It's free, free South Africa. Viva South Africa. Park anywhere. So the shaitan yet, and no, we must have degree. So when you must have degree, then Allah's decree comes and you get so disgraced. Surah 22, verse number 18. When all might Allah humiliate this grace a person, there's none to give him honor. So now when reality comes, now you wake up. Allah guide us all. Okay, we finish now, inshallah, before the news. So, you know, today is the Jumad al-Ukhra, and 12 to 1, after the news, we will be the fitna of the new year. So, after the news. So, remember the news with Brother Mawlana Zahid Khan, inshallah, and then the fitna of new year by Mawlana Yunus Patel, rahimahullah. That's in English, obviously. 1 o'clock, the Zohar Azan, then 1.05 to 1.30, the live tafsir, Surah Tariq, verses 5 to 8 will be today's lesson inshallah Aziz 1.30 to 2 we'll go to our archive Surah Qaf verses 36 to 45 2 to 3 current affairs with brother Yusuf Ali and then 3 to 3.45 will be the Q&A this morning repeat with brother Shafa at mashallah and then 3.45 to 4 will be zikr mashallah to soften our heart inshallah and we will get the hearts will give satisfaction and peace and you know serenity 4 to 5 will be Mufti Ahmad Khanpuri inshallah Urdu lecture and thereafter 5 to 7 Mohana Khalid Yaqub 7 to 7.30 the repeat of Surah Tariq verses 5 to 8 7.30 to 8 Mohana Yunus Patel Rahimullah's advices 8 to 10 will be Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan after the month after dinner so that is our program for today this afternoon Barakallahu Fiqh Jazakallahu Khair and we'll send out the podcast this afternoon inshallah of bliss of marriage Assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh we say Jazakumullah khairan to Mufti Sahib and to all our listeners of Sirius FM and Marqa Sahaba the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah we head on now for the news at 12 inshallah